right, there we go. First off, what's up, Sean Nation? Um, welcome to the I'm Offended Podcast. It has been a crazy year. 2021 has been ridiculous for us all. But 2022 is a time of new beginnings and new failures for other people. But today, we'll be talking on today's episode of I'm Offended Podcast. We will be talking about the biracial struggles of biracial people in today's age and time. And so I brought a special guest on who is known for calling out people on their racism and has gone through the biracial struggles of life as well as an individual. So I'm gonna go ahead and let you uh, introduce and then we can go on to the questions. Okay. Hi. I am Eb underscore ready on TikTok, better known as Ebony. Um, and yeah, I said it, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> also a small business owner. Um, that's it. Yeah, but you didn't have to say it. All you had to say was who you are. That was it. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, I have been really trying to figure out what episode or what I was going to put out and I took some time to think about it and it hit me, you know, just having special guests or different people on who have lived and gone through things and just talk, tell their stories and we'll mm-hmm. just ask questions. If you feel like you kind of don't want to answer, you don't have to. It's not going to be forced. It's very chill and laid back. So, yeah. Welcome okay. to the Unfinished Podcast. Uh, and really that? quick, if my camera was off, come back. It just is like that. Okay, gotcha. So let's see. First off, tell us a little backstory. Where did you necessarily grow up and how did you enter my life? So I was born in Alamogordo, New Mexico. Um, Then we moved to Virginia, very small rural country bumpkin town, right? Uh, I pretty much lived there off and on my whole life and still in Virginia, unfortunately. Started my TikTok journey a year and a half years ago. And that's where I met you. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yes, I, I've loved and enjoyed. I've enjoyed the time that we had when I was down and just conversation. Really fun stuff. Like, I'm just ready to come out and just be like, okay. Ebony, I'm coming, (laughs) but we can't because it's so long away, but I'm making plans, making plans. Don't worry. One one of these days. Yes. So I'm not, well, let's get into some of the questions. So the first question is, as a biracial female, do you think that Mm -hmm. you get treated a certain way more than men, biracial men. Absolutely. Now, I'm not saying in all instances, of course, but um, <clears throat> I think because a lot of times uh, mixed women, little girls, you know, whatever, are ingrained with certain um, insecurities that most men aren't just from being women by themselves. And then on top of that, you're accompanying 
any identity crisis issues that you do have. Um, not saying that uh, men don't go through it. Um, I feel as if biracial men are treated differently by society than women. And those same stigmas that are put on women in general. And then on top of that, you're adding, you know, the nuance of. Yeah. Yeah, just letting you know, it's very unfiltered, unedited. So first take. I'm trying not to cuss. You trying to like, cuss. I said, like I said, <laughs> unedited. So if you feel like you got to put some cussing in there to put some emphasis on what you got to say, you can do it. I don't care. It's a new year. I don't I had <laughs> Right. So. So I understand everything that you were saying about society and how um no sense. But yeah, I understand everything that you were saying about society and uh, how the world sees biracial women more than they um uh, I mean treat them in a certain way that's like, okay, you know what? Why should I even be here because I'm treated this way? And I mean there's a certain um, way with black people it's, it's it's the same way why should we even be here if we're being treated a certain way more than a superior race and when it comes to play of being amongst other races biracial you got blacks you got um, Hispanic indigenous you know so many other people how would y'all fit into that um, category me a racial like classification. Yeah. <clears throat> How do yeah the racial classification? <clears throat> so, so first thing we have to rest, recognize is being Hispanic is it's an ethnicity. Um, so when speaking about racial classifications, um, mixed race. I don't know why people think this shit is not. Mm-hmm. You are either white or you are black. And it racial classification only. Not how you maneuver in society, not how you um, uh, are, are, what am I trying to say? Not how you are, how you may identify um, yourself. Yeah. Um, it's, race is, it's complex and simple at the same time. It's based off of how does society perceive you. A lot of people think it's just phenotype, you know, but there's also a lot more to go into it when you have people who are racially ambiguous. And if there right. is no classification mix, which a lot of people get confused because they see it on forms, they see it on the census. Exactly. Not knowing that when you put other, put multiracial, you put mixed, once they get somewhere, classifications get spread apart, especially on the census. <clears throat> but it, it's just simply how society sees you. Right. Is it a little little mud water muddies when it comes to racially ambiguous people? Yes. Um, I just know most mixed people cannot. There are some who cannot say that they're white. Mm-hmm. So, yes. And I mean, with that spectrum of color, when by, when you hear if somebody was so if I didn't know you at all and. I'm talking to you just like a normal conversation or whatever. Um, and you say you were biracial and I say, I don't see color. Does that, is that still part of the racism part of me talking to you? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Because any 
non-white demographic, you have to see color, even if it is a racial mixture of more than one race. Mm -hmm. You have to see it because there are still parts of us that are not white. So how can you see half of us and not the whole us? Right. Because, I mean, that 50 50 percent and then you probably got four percent of like something else. And then you probably have the other rest remaining of a certain color. Okay, so so <clears throat> we even mixed people say this. I say, you know, like I'm half white, I'm half black. That's not necessarily true. You can have one white parent, you can have a black parent, and still not fifty percent white and fifty percent black. Right. You can have two white parents <clears throat> and have a percentage of something else in you. So it's the same with us. It's not just because you have a white parent and a parent you have fifty percent of this and fifty percent of that. You can very much have a higher percentage of one or the other in your racial mixture. Right. And that's like when I was scrolling on this TikTok video. Because, I mean, this TikTok video, we already know Taylor Cassidy. Not mm-hmm. trying to shade or nothing like that. Who is that? She speaks on... I don't know who that is. Okay, well, I'll say, che- I'll say check her out. She's really good, and she okay. um, speaks on, like, um, Black power 100%. But I saw this video today about this guy who was biracial um, in a music video. Um, yeah. And she Googled him and he had 1% African-American and she made a kind of a joke that saying she wasn't, she didn't like him mainly because of that 1% African-American. But like you said, that 1% or that Wait. 50%. Hold on. I, I think I'm lost. So He's biracial. Yeah, he's biracial because he has... She's black? Yeah, she's black. And she didn't like him because of the 1% African-American he had in him? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's that's where it kind of lost me at. I'm just like, okay, you know what? How are you for black power 100%? But when you got a light-skinned male but who is still in the necessarily that 1% is still black though. Okay, so um, I'm gonna take what she was saying. It was supposed to be a joke, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Or was she serious? It was a joke, but it kind of threw me off a okay. certain way because I'm just like, okay, what's. So going into like the 1% black that you were saying. Um, so one thing about me, like I don't subscribe to one drop rule. Okay. Right. Because in, in doing so, you're saying that someone whose great, great grandfather was black makes them also black. And that is not a true statement. Um, so maybe that's where she was going with that. Maybe he's not truly biracial or maybe he's biracial, but not with predominantly black and white. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people who try to hold on to these very small percentages of being black. And that's a problem. Yeah. And it justifies them to say and do what mm-hmm. a black person does. Absolutely. And, and then you also have the expectation of mixed people in the process of doing that, of them doing that. Yeah. And that's when they feel like, oh, I can uh, 
I give you the N-word pass because you have black in you. And then with somebody of a certain biracial descent says it, then it's like, okay, but you aren't black. And then when somebody or a girl or a guy does something another way, then they're like, oh, you're black. So it's kind of confusing either way. And, you and I mean? but you know what? No, I do. But the thing is, while it is complex, we as a society overcomplicate things that really don't need to be. Mm. You know, we live in a world where cultural appropriation is is evident, right? And you have a certain demographic of non-black people who want to justify cultural appropriation by holding on to these small percentages of blackness or the entitlement that they feel that they should be able to share everyone's culture and not realizing in doing that they are still perpetuating white supremacy. They are still black people didn't blur the color lines. White people did. So it causes people within the black community to do the same because that's what we've always known. Um, That's, that's something that we also have to learn unlearn amongst each other but we can't as long as you know we we infight and we fight them right so it's really not complex it is complex but we overcomplicate it if that makes sense and that's what people don't understand it's like some stuff does not have to be as complex as it is but because of past ways and racism then you got so much other stuff going on it's just you know you just can't not over <laughs> complicate things absolutely but we do it yeah especially in america mm-hmm. another so another question that i had for you was i know it's especially hard as a mother who has children how does you know that that motherly part when people talk about kids, your kids and you know certain things like that. I'm not trying to, you know, kind of I can't really You mean in regards to race? Yeah. So because you're biracial uh, and then your kids end up being biracial. So no, my kids are black. My kids are black. I think that's where the difference lies, but I don't have, I've had people ask me before, how is it raising biracial children? You're asking the wrong question. You should ask me how it is to be a biracial woman because my kids aren't black. They have a biracial mother. They have a percentage of whiteness in them. Yes. But my children are black. They don't have, never have they ever had a white experience. They can't maneuver in life as a white person. None of that. My kids are black. Right. I don't know if you need to make a shirt or something because, you know, if I was just a regular person and I saw your kids, I'd be like, okay, look at those lovely, you know, mixed children and stuff like that. But you said they're black. So I'm going to give them their props and, you know, say they're black because that's what they are. I'm not going to sit here and try to think of ways of like, okay, See, also, how does she me- have? What's up? Well, let me let me let me mention this also. Go ahead. That plays into the you seeing my children. My children don't look mixed. And I'm doing air quotes. They don't look mixed. They look light skinned. So here's the thing. How many light skinned black people do we look at 
who have two black parents, four black grandparents, and consider them mixed because they're light skinned. That's another white supremacist ideology that we have all adapted to. Assuming right. that, yes, their mother is biracial, but there are people who are lighter than my children who people consider mixed when they have two black parents and four, four black grandparents. Right. And that kind of reminded me of that one TikTok video that I have posted, I think a while ago, I think it was July or so, about a Mexican woman who got beat up by a white male. And I made a video about it and a lady decided to make things what they didn't have to be. And when I looked at the profile, her daughter was black, remember? And she said she could do what she mm -hmm. wanted because she has a black daughter. Child. I have a whole series that I just started today, as a matter of fact, called Dear White Mothers. And this really goes not just to white people, but it also goes to non-white people who have children with black <clears throat> um, significant others. Your black children and your black partner don't give you a pass for any part of blackness. Your indigenous um, partner or your indigenous children don't give you a pass into anything. Same with her. Because she happened, her ethnicity, she was Mexican and she has a black child. That does not give her a pass into anything blackness. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of, of people who are in relationships with black people get it mixed up at. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, everywhere I go, it seems like there's got to be either a white male with a black <coughs> woman or a black woman with a white male. Or a black male with a white girl. And I'm just like, I understand, but what's wrong with the race in itself? And so my, that leads to my next question. Do you think um, if I wanted to date somebody and they were biracial and I treated them a certain way, how, so put that in your shoes. Like if you were looking for somebody and, but they didn't want to date you because you're biracial. Fuck them. <laughs> Shit, that, that's, that, the, the thing is, people put too much emphasis on, they don't like me because I'm this. Fuck them mm -hmm. and what they think, what their opinion is. Tell them to go on and date whoever the fuck they want to. It ain't gotta be me. Right. That's why I'm not dating now. It was so funny because my, my cousin, she, I was talking to her and then my younger cousin comes in and she's like, did you find, did you find a man or a woman yet? No. She's like, you looking? No. I said, you worry about Society your own. has us thinking that we have to. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we don't. That's a societal standard. That's a standard that society put on us. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sucks. Okay, nobody say hello. Okay. Thank you. Let me see. There was a question. 
Well, I missed y'all questions, so it's kind of suckish. <laughs> okay. Do I even have any more questions? Because, I mean, at this point, this is totally scripted. <laughs> look, look some, just go for it. Anything comes to your head. Right. Because, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm not editing this, and this is going to be raw, unedited content, unfiltered. Oh, wow. <laughs> the love's coming off this year. Y'all see way too much of sweet, sensitive, emotional Sean. It's like, okay, you know what? It's time to tap tap in and be an adult. Hi, Crystal. <laughs> What'd you say? I said I absolutely understand that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, just like, okay, there we go. Got it. This, how do you feel this year would go for, how is going to go for you? Because I mean, it just started. We are three days in. How do you feel like this year is going to go for you? Just in general? Yeah, in general, if it's, yeah, in general. I feel that this year, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know. The only thing that I know that I can do is try to change my thought process, the things yep. I speak over my life, like things, the only thing I can do is change me mm. and hope that these changes bring forth positive change that I have not seen in previous years. Right. Just praying we don't have a recap of last year or the year before. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn. I got way too much going on for something else to go down. Be like, oh, we stuck. It's been, it's definitely been. I think everybody's had a rough couple of years, but these past quarantine years have been worse. Yes. It's financially, emotionally, physically, right. mentally. Yes. But I mean, that's when, like, that's why I necessarily don't say this year is going to be my year. I don't say that anymore, mainly because of, oh, thank you, Yolanda, mainly because of uh, just the thinking process through the past two years, thought process, and, you know, physically having to get up and do something, but you're stuck in the house. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, that's why I don't say this year is my year anymore. I just play by air pretty much. Exactly. Exactly. That's all we can do, honestly. Yes. Because, I mean, we never know. Some Something real good may happen one day, and then next day, all hell breaks loose. Exactly. I think just preparing ourselves emotionally and mentally to not allow those bad moments to consume us is very important. Right. And then this is not necessarily a wrap up, but 
Yeah. Um, let's see. What's one? Well, I don't care if it's one, two, three, or five, but what are some things that you would say to the viewers, or not necessarily viewers, but listeners, I mean, just to get them through the year in general? This is something actually somebody sent me the other day. Um, you know, I have a hard time letting go of things and forgiving and whatnot, right? So this one post simply said, let them. Let them, meaning let everybody else do what they're going to do. Just let them. I think we spend so much time worrying about everybody else that we often, even when we think we are, we're not spending enough time thinking about ourselves. The people who hurt us or who got the new promotion or who's doing better than us. And we just have to let them. I don't know. I thought that was kind of deep. It is. Cause I mean, just with, just like we were talking about for like a nice 25 minutes, the two, these two years have been ridiculous. And yeah, I mean, I just with, people and not having enough money financially mm -hmm. unstable and you know people getting evicted out of their homes and fires and all this other stuff it's just real shocking to see how people still have grown and learned and lived with all that going on even just uh secretly without saying anything Absolutely. And even dealing with people, just that, that alone right there, you saying let them, that was kind of like an opener of like, okay, this year, whatever, whatever person is trying to let go of me for my good, then I need to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. It's hard to do though sometimes, but we got to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm about to do one person. I just eat a burrito out of nowhere. Okay, well, that's fine because I got some Cheetos I wanted to eat, but I didn't want to be chomping in your ear. How's the weather? There's snow then. Yes, I would. I have. I want to go. <laughs> I was so excited about the snow too, because we haven't had a good snow in a long time. Hmm. Okay, we'll stop. I'm gonna go ahead and enjoy the rest of my burrito. But thank you guys. Of course, for thank you for having me on for this deep conversation and thank you all listeners for listening in next episode I will be talking about something that is kind of to my heart feelings and emotions Ooh, that sounds exciting right? yes but if you want to watch any other episode 
not watch, but listen to any other episode you guys can on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcast app or wherever you feel. I will also be posting the audio on YouTube on my channel for you guys to listen to. Just subscribe at Sean Nation or follow my TikTok, Sean Nation. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I'm going to see y'all in the next episode. Bye.